everybody welcome back to another episode of the king's council podcast i'm your host riley meek and you guys got me solo today we're gonna dive into a topic man that's just got me kind of fired up today um really because i just i just drove home and i just i saw something on the side of the road that i just i just started to get i don't i don't know if angry is the right word but it got me thinking and I just came home and I started to write, I started to dive into like scripture and it even just uh, came into just this, all right, I, I just need to record a, a podcast here. I, I just want to talk this out. As you guys know, I like to use some, sometimes I use this cathartically for me to, to talk and, and just speak my thoughts into, um, you know, just, it helps me process. I'm sure some of you guys are like that as well. So this is me processing this guys and really what's going on in the world today. Um, and just how we as Christians, uh, can still be hopeful, still be, uh, faithful for when Christ returns. And I'm, I'm titling this podcast is Jesus, your life coach, or your Lord? Is Jesus your life coach or your Lord? And I think the American church today has, a, we have a lot of people seeking Jesus as, as life coach, right? Because even you can just think about like as a life coach, when we want something, first off, I think life coaches are kind of a, a joke. Uh, <laughs> now, now, if you are a life coach, uh, hear me out on this. The reason I think it is, is that those those who who always uh, can't tend to teach, and, and I'm not saying that's you, but I am saying that um, I've gotten a lot of opinions from life coaches that at the end of the day was, there was foundationally no fruit in their own life. So how could they actually give me any sort of advice on any topics that I was actually looking for? So that being said, as a life coach, there can be coaches are great for, for lots of things. Um, uh, you know, obviously we, we immediately just think of like sports and, and coaching. Um, we have a coaching company, the, the King's council coaching program, uh, in addition to the, the ministry of it as, as it's a, a whole. So there there's coaches that that can help. And I just like to really think of it as more of a discipleship, right? And we see this, that we, we are called to actually make disciples. Um, and in fact, that's what we are told to do. We're not even told to go evangelize, but we are told to make dis disciples, right? Which I, I think, again, just back to the American church and, and what our focus is and, and how they're viewing success um, is, is a little whack, uh, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm just throwing a lot of things blanketed out there. Uh, there are obviously uh, groups of people that are operating as the true church, the true body of Christ, as I believe scripture lays it out. Um, but foundationally, we have to really get to the, the understanding of first off, what does that actually mean to have Jesus as our Lord versus just our life coach? Okay, and guys, you if some of you have listened to this for a while, you know that this is has been a profound uh a revelation in my life only a short few years ago in which I was going through this. I'd given my life to Christ at the age of 16. And, um, I, I, th I just assumed that I checked the box. I was looking to Jesus as my savior, but I left out the entire Lord portion of it. 
I didn't know that they, it's actually like went hand in hand. Okay. And I think the, again, the American church has, I believe created a, has become a lot of life coaching, but the fruit isn't necessarily there because they're missing this foundational piece. Uh, I actually meant to look this up before this. I didn't, but I wanted to see in in the Bible where how many times it actually uh, says, uh, Jesus as, as Lord and savior. And I think this is again, something that I did that I skipped over. Like I, I completely skipped over Lord. And it was just Jesus as savior and thinking that I can now swim in and just operate in this, this grace, right. That, that is, 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 is a hundred percent true. God is, is he, he is, has such grace for us, uh, and, and over us, but there's there's a key component of that I think we're missing out on this Christianity lifestyle that that unlocks a a new level within us within our hearts with us as individuals uh, that that just unlocks the Holy Spirit to do incredible things within us if He is Lord and Savior. Not just thinking that he's savior and because I don't even know, I'm not going to get into this on this episode, but are we actually truly saved if we are, I mean, Romans 6, 18, I just looked this up here. It says that we were set free from sin. We were set free from sin. We become slaves to righteousness. And if we are not slaves to righteousness, what are we doing? And, and I know that's like a, a, a bold statement, but what are we doing as, as believers, as kingdom entrepreneurs here, if we are sold out on this thing and we know that we are called here for, for bigger purpose, uh, and it's like, yes, Jesus is my savior, but only because he is my Lord, only because if he, he is my Lord. And the reality of the Bible is that Jesus, I don't believe he can be your savior if he is not Lord of your life. And this is the missing component, guys. God just isn't this magic uh, genie in a bottle that, that just saves us from sin and then we get to go do whatever we want. That's not how this thing works. If you're gonna commit to this life of, of everlasting life, and, and, and experience in a, in a relationship with your creator, it, it comes to us obviously looking to him, confessing to him. And I'm going to come back to this of, of what that means to actually act upon that, um, to believe and then confess that that important action that actually takes place there and understanding that when we do that, we don't get to pick and choose anymore. We don't get to pick and choose, guys. And, and I think this is what's, what's happening. I don't think, I know this is what's happening, that we're, we're so many uh, believers are, are trying to amend scripture and, and make it fit their lifestyle, or they're seeking out a different life coach, right? We're, we're looking for, uh, what I mean by that is maybe you're, you're trying to find a different church, right? A different pastor, a different leader that fits you and what you want versus understanding, you know, what we need to be doing is, is seeking somebody for mentorship in a church community that is rooted on biblical truth, not even, not about personal development, not about, uh, even uh, how you can go make more money while that is, that is great. That's what we do within the King's council. We are not a church that, that uh, certainly not a church building. We are the church, but there is such importance in, in getting plugged in to a 
local body of believers, a local community to walk this thing out, to truly become discipled so that you can disciple others. That's like our, our utmost calling here in, in uh, what we are instructed to actually do. And why, as I mentioned, why I got really fired up about this, guys, is I'm driving home and I passed this, this big church building that's got this huge rainbow flag flying on, on their flagpole. Not even an American flag on the flagpole, a rainbow flag, this big church. And I just like my heart just immediately was like, oh, because I don't see any difference because not only are they becoming tolerant of of homosexuality and LGBTQ RSTLMNOP, whatever, how many of many of these, these, I don't even know what I want to say here. How many of these new made up definitions of, of these fake gender type things that are out there? There's a, it's, a, it's a, clearly, it's a mental illness that's taking place and I'm not like taking a shot at it. There's some serious things wrong there, but there, in my opinion of this, and I, I think there's, there's truth to this. There's legs to this. Like that's not any different. They're, they're pridefully, which it just, <laughs> I'm going to get into that in a second, pridefully portraying this flag in front of their building. And it's like, what is, what is their thinking on that? It's like, we accept you into this is that what, what they're thinking? And I'm curious if you guys have thoughts on this DM me because I want, I'd love to talk through this with, with anybody, um, and trying to understand this because you might as well have a planned parenthood clinic out front too. You might as well have, and I know there's, there's churches that do this, throw these raging parties of, of drunkenness and, and debauchery of all sorts, if all in the name of God, like, are you kidding me? What is happening here to the the church what is happening to the the what should be the body of Christ in how we're representing our savior and the problem is is that he is not lord of our life and we're not we're not taking a look at scripture and understanding if we believe that that, that scripture the word of god the living breathing word of god is is truth is the actual truth that it's, it's, it's the infallible word of God. If we believe that, then we don't get to truncate scriptures and, and choose what we want to do. But like, oh, culture is changing now. So we need to, um, we, we can't tell people that it is an abomination to of homosexuality and all sexual immorality. That just is, is one of them. Right. But this is one that's that's in the press. It's in all over the media. And there's this huge noise in the in the public of, of what's taking place here. And now churches are succumbing to this. It's like it breaks my freaking heart, but it gets me freaking mad as well. And this is <laughs> the problem with this, guys. Well, let's let's just even break this down, because I think from the beginning of time, this is what the enemy has done from the beginning of time is he has hijacked what God has already created. He's hijacked it from the beginning of time. And he, he, he tries to make what God had made good evil. Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word King to 727 472 
1-800-273-6060. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to 727-472-3860. Right, like ultimately that that's what's happening. And, and we are living in what I believe is just a complete upside down world right now. We're seeing things that are literally evil being called good and being celebrated. And, and again, this is, I want to make sure, let me just say this. This is not like in an attack on if, if you have homosexual tendencies or if you, if you are sexually attracted, let's talk through that, right? Because, but here's the, this is the difference. Is Jesus your Lord or is he your life coach? Because if he is not Lord of all, he is, I mean, this is kind of a cheesy little saying, but if he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. That's the reality of this guys. And I don't care if, if I'm even as a married man, if I'm, there's not a difference here. If I'm, if I see somebody and I would be uh, like wooed by, or I'm sexually attracted by even another female, I have, I, 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 I'm certainly not going to act on that. I have choices to make because uh, because of who, certainly because I love my wife and I want to honor her. I want to cherish her in everything that I can do, but also because the Bible says that's bad, right? And guys, this isn't something that I've, I've, I've lived a lot of life before this and understanding when I was just looking to Jesus as my savior, not understanding that there's discipleship that wasn't done in my life, right? To my own fault, that I didn't understand that, that there is a, a process here that I can be sold out, Jesus freak, uh, think, think I am, but not understand that there's actual, uh, kingdom principles, there's actual, I, I can look to the Bible as literally like my, my life coaching book on how to operate and how to excel at everything, right? That's the Bible t- tells us how to be successful, right? To, to be prosperous. We, we meditate on the word of the law, right? We don't let it depart from our mouth. We're speaking it into existence. These are simple things, but if we're not reading it, if we're not, if not foundationally staying uh, engaged, we're not abiding in him, the living, breathing word, things get twisted and the enemy has done this and continues to do this and, and literally calling things that are evil, good in Isaiah talks about this, the book of Isaiah. uh, What is this? Isaiah chapter five, I think. Yeah. Chapter five. It goes into this, that calling things that are, uh, this is woe to those, right? That are calling evil good, that put uh, darkness for light, light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter. It's like these opposites and it's an upside down world that we're living in right now. And it can get it can get very frustrating. It can get overwhelming at times. Um, and I want to talk about like how we as believers can actually truly even have continue to have faith in this process. But let's come back to this, this flag concept, this, this, this church that's, that's man, proudly, 
portraying this huge rainbow flag and it just see this is even just part of my my point the rainbow flag how interesting that 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 is what what's used to celebrate homosexuality to celebrate what you know just sexual immorality in in general and the rainbow if we know this if you if you grew up in the church at all or if you which i didn't right but i i, I see it now when i when i'm uh, a part of these things like the rainbow is 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 you know a great story that's told in youth in, in kids church um having my own child being re- being able to read these stories and things talking about noah right and and ultimately the covenant that God had made in the, the true meaning of the rainbow, right? The first rainbow actually appears in scripture in Genesis when God, there was evil and wickedness all over the earth. It was gnarly. Wasn't that long. Isn't this just crazy? Literally Genesis chapter one. Um, and then within like five chapters, six chapters, like, it's a train wreck. It's, it's, it's nothing but evilness. It's wickedness. And this is what happens guys. And this is what's going to continue to happen until the ultimate day in which Christ returns. Right. And, and uh, so that's part of why I want to continue to, uh, encourage us through this message. I don't want this to be like a, uh, you know, complaining message at all because we got no right to complain about what we tolerate in our lives. And the problem is the church itself is tolerating a lot of BS in my opinion. Okay. This obviously this whole podcast is my opinion, but I'm looking at it, uh, through a, uh, a lens of, biblical truth, foundational truth. Okay. So everything that we do, everything that we talk about in, in, even in your life should come back to foundationally. What's the Bible say? Does the Bible have anything to say on this? Okay. Cause there's plenty of things that are like, eh, I don't know, a little gray, uh, right. Does it make sense? I, mm, it, with, with, you know, um, uh, let's say, you know, doing drugs, smoking weed, something like that. It's like, well, the Bible doesn't say that I can't do it, but it has a lot of other references that we can, we can build cases one way or the other here. Right. But we have to understand the Bible as a whole and, and, and understand the underlying truth of all. Okay. And so I'm going to come back to the, the rainbow on this and understand why it was originally made or God actually placed this bow in the sky in Genesis as a covenant, right? Noah and his family were the only ones that actually were, were, um, uh, essentially saved or they didn't have to go through this cleansing of the earth. Right. And, and then after that, God placed a bow in the sky. I'm going to read this here for you in Genesis. Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, every beast of the earth with you as many as come out of the ark for it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. The sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. 
when I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. That's Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 16 that I just read right there. The original intent of the, the rainbow itself was, was a covenant that God made with us. And understand it was because of complete evil, complete debauchery, complete wickedness throughout the earth, cleansed, and God then made the covenant that said, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that again. Here's the rainbow that's placed in the sky. Back to this upside down world and, and how the, the enemy literally takes everything that God made that was for good and he'll twist it and he'll, and he'll align it. He'll even use scripture in a, in a way to twist it to ultimately use it for evil. Okay, and, and it, this is a, a prime example, not of scripture, but a prime example of like the pride flag. And the fact that they even call it a pride flag, right? Pride is not good. Lots of references in the Bible about pride and, and the proud, like woe to the, those that are proud, right? And, and, and the, the fact that they're waving this in our flag and now in our face, and then now the church itself is coming alongside celebrating this. Again, it's like, what is the difference between doing that and, and putting a Planned Parenthood clinic out front? Like, hey, if you want to get an abortion too, come, come here. What's the difference between that and, and hosting a... a, a huge raves and, and parties and like things that are not good. What's the difference? It didn't, there's no, there's zero difference in this. If only if you are looking to Jesus as your Lord and not just your life coach, not just thinking of like, okay, how can I, how can I use, use him or use my faith or Christianity to get me what I need on this earth? No, no, no. You're either in this thing, you are you are looking to him as Lord and Savior, or you're you're not in, okay. And and I want to just understand like this this can get so heavy for for me at times, and I'm sure for some of you that are, are living this thing out as well, where it's like, man, God, what what do we do here? Right? How do I continue to be have faith in this when I'm just seeing all the wickedness that's going on? And obviously, it starts with us, the individual, and and even how the, the king's council had had started early on. It's like, hey, I had this tremendous feeling of unfulfillment in my life. It's like there's got to be more to this, and I know some of you have felt that as well. Like, there's got to be more to this. What is is this? What life is all about? Like just to go, maybe for me, it was to go make money um, and to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, how I want, right? Like that from a worldly standpoint, that sounds pretty great, okay? And, and, and it, that's what I was seeking. But when I realized that's not what it was about, just tremendous, again, feeling of, of unfulfillment in my life. And that's when the, the revelation actually happened where it's like, no, 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 there's, there's something to this lordship, actually looking to Jesus as my Lord and Savior versus 
cherry picking out different thoughts and ideas of what I, what I think fits me right now. Right. And this is what comes back to what is truth? What is truth? And if, if we don't have a foundation to build upon, there's going to be nothing but complete chaos. But for those that understand what truth is from, from the word of God, then and only then can we actually build a, a path to actually uh, hopefulness from, from hopelessness to hopefulness from faithlessness to faithfulness. And as I was, you know, framing this out before I started recording on this, I was like, how do I want to end this thing with you guys? Because I don't want this just to be a rant and we can do that. But what do we do about this? I always want this there to be like a, a takeaway of what can we do about this? And it, it, you know, this isn't just like getting your bullhorn and saying, uh, you know, sexual immorality is bad. You're going to burn in hell. That doesn't work. That's not what this is about at all guys, but it's understanding. I'm, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, that you are a believer in Jesus. And if you're not, hit me up. I'd love to rap with you about that. What in, in, in how freedom can actually take place in your life that you can experience that the bondage and the, and the brokenness and the, the hurt and the pain that you've gone through, you can experience freedom, but there's only one possible way. And that's through the saving grace of Jesus, that it's, it's free. It is so, it is free to receive. And once you do that, there's, there's this lordship now that, that comes in which you desire to be that slave to righteousness that I mentioned before. For some, this can be an overnight thing. For some, this can be a process. And that's this discipleship process that I know we are called to do as believers. To first be discipled so that we can disciple. And, and with this, a lot of this I really truly believe boils down to having the faith that's needed to continue in this, this uh, crazy upside down world that's taking place right now that we're living in. The, the good news is guys, I get, sometimes I get overwhelmed with this and I'm like, thankfully I have, uh, you know, a few amazing people in my life. Uh, one of the pastors that, that my Ash and I actually talk with every, every couple of weeks, just amazing to have somebody uh, that I can rely on and, and not just not rely on, but I can, I can pour my heart out to of like, man, do you ever feel this way? And, and ultimately get feedback and, and, you know, help me process and, and walk through some of these, these thoughts. And, and I think a lot of this boils down to us having faith, right? And the Bible tells us that that faith comes by hearing, and when I first heard that, I was like, okay, well then I need to start hearing the word of God. I need to start playing the, not, not just reading, but I want to hear this thing. I need, I need this like to be completely saturated in, in understanding why, why, like why I love you, that you guys are listening to this podcast and other amazing podcasts that are out there. And there can be great podcasts on, on business and finance and, you know, things of this world that are good for us to be aware of. Right. While we are in this world, we foundationally should look at like, okay, what does the Bible say about this though? What does it say about anything? Is there an underlying truth to anything that we're doing so we can build upon? 
And I think a lot of this comes down to this a faith that we must have on this earth because faith is what gives heaven jurisdiction in your life. I'm going to say that again. Your faith is what's going to give heaven legal jurisdiction in your life. It starts with faith. Okay. But faith itself doesn't actually do anything. Faith itself doesn't, it doesn't cause the promises that are given to us on, on, in the word of God, the promises that are told to us. Those promises don't just happen because we have faith, right? Romans 10, 10 actually tells us this, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. We, we, we're called to believe, but there's an action there, a very specific action, and that's the profession of your faith that you are actually saved. And this is what aggravates me a lot, oftentimes too within uh, quote unquote Christians, right? It's that they're, they're praying and they're, they're waiting, yet they're not taking any action. And that simple action can be that confession of your words right directly out of your mouth. That's what Romans 10, 10 says. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. See, faith itself doesn't change things unless you act on that faith. The faith that you have, I, I would argue, isn't even faith unless you're taking action on that, that thought, that belief, and then it becomes faith. Right? Faith without works is dead. It, that means it's, it's, it's not faith at all. One thing that, that um, I, uh, uh, Rex Crane, if you guys don't know who Rex Crane is, I'd highly recommend, um, amazing dude. Um, I heard him say once, your faith will rise to the level of your confession. Your faith will only rise to the level of your confession. The Bible says that the redeemed of the Lord say so. I think that's interesting that it's not that uh, let the redeemed of the Lord hope so. It's not let the redeemed of the Lord think so. It is say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And back to this, this understanding, that this concept of, of church and what's happening in, in America and all, I'm sure all over the world. I live in a bubble here in America, of course. Uh, but what's happening here, I, I really believe the devil isn't, he isn't concerned about us going to a building, even singing songs. I don't think he's concerned about that at all. He doesn't care that we go to church. What he's after is our faith. What he's after is our faith. The words that we speak, what are we professing? What are we confessing? What are we declaring over our life? What type of faith are you declaring? What is it that you're declaring over your life? Even right now, just what's going on in your life. Maybe you woke up this morning and it's like, man, I don't feel good. Immediately we, we, we're starting to speak this, this, this faith right? We're, we're professing this or uh, the outlook isn't good. We got a bad report from the doctor. Maybe the business plan is just, things aren't going according to plan. So we, we're starting to profess. We're starting to, to live out these self-proclaimed 
prophecies of, of our life because we're professing negativity. And I'm not even, this isn't like a, a optimism or, or pessimism. It's like, what are we professing of faith in our life? And some of it is, it comes back to even this Lordship. What are you saying or who are you even saying that, that the Lord is in your life? Is it Jesus is he actually Lord of your life? Or even, what are you not saying? What is it that you're not saying? I'm going to end on that, guys. Is Jesus your life coach? Or is he your Lord? And I hope this is encourages you in a, in a way that will give you the faith to actually take action action in your life. And when you lock arms with other believers that are, that are willing to take action to not just, uh, think about it and, and, and complain about it, but actually take action and live a life based upon what scripture tells us. What does the word of God say? Number one. And then ultimately, if I can start speaking that and declaring that over my life, there's incredible things when we look to Jesus, not just as Savior, but as Lord of our lives. I promise you, I absolutely promise you that your life will never be the same. It will be absolutely incredible. Not that it's going to be easy, right? Jesus never promised us an easy life but he has promised us that, that he will give us the grace. His grace is sufficient for it. And without that, I don't know how anybody gets through this, this world. They don't really, they truly don't into everlasting eternity. Is Jesus your life coach or is he your Lord? We'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860.